0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jance, and my guest today is Kate Smith. She is a color expert and career color trend forecaster and has a wealth of information on the subject of color at sensationalcolor.com. And we're going to talk about color as a branding element and something that you maybe are not considering enough in your marketing. So, Kate, thanks for joining me.
1: You're welcome. Glad
0: to be here. So, so where do you find yourself today? I know we've actually in trying to put this interview together. We, you were at the beach one day and it didn't work, but uh, it sounds like you're at a a stable home turf line today.
1: Yeah, well, I am. uh, I'm in the greater Washington D.C. area, so yes, as close to to, to, uh, a home as I can get.
0: All right. So, how does one become, or or at least get to claim (laughs) themselves as a color expert?
1: Well, in uh, in my case, it is a combination of both formal education and a lot of informal learning. I've been fascinated by color since I was a kid. I have a background in fine arts. That's what my uh, first degree was when I went to college. But when I got out into the real world and had to make a living, I went into product marketing, product development, and that's where I got a great deal of practical color trends forecasting um, uh, opportunity to, to, uh, to not only learn about it but to uh, put it to work firsthand. And so that's basically how I gained my expertise. I now am also part of a, a organization called the Color Marketing Group, which is a, a nonprofit association of about a thousand color professionals from around the globe that to get together mm-hmm. twice a year and we discuss what we see that's going on in color color trends, color technology.
0: Yeah, and what what the new color from uh, Crayola, debate whether or not it's uh, it's an accurate uh, illustration of... Yeah, uh... <laughs> that's,
1: that's pretty... In fact, we spent a great deal of time on that.
0: <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of and some of what I know we're going to delve into and you you deal with on your site, um, you know, why does color have meaning to us? Is its it... Is it physiological or is it really just because Hallmark has, you know pumped home red and and the heart at Valentine's Day so much that that we buy into it?
1: <laughs> it's a little of both. There yeah. definitely is physical effects of color. There's also psychological effects. There's our cultural associations with color. It's really, it, you know, our personal preference that it could come up from anything from childhood associations to just simply naturally being attracted to colors that look best on us. I mean, there's so many factors that play into it. So it's not any one particular thing. There are uh, many things that are proven, and some that are, you know, pure conjecture on the uh, from experiences. Uh, and that's often what I have to go on.
0: Well, and and I think that um, you know some of the more common. I, it probably gets a little trickier when we start combining colors. But but by themselves, some of the you know more common colors I actually do uh, and. And again, this could be, like you said, either somewhat social, somewhat uh, physical, uh, but do seem to have uh, an impact on us. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, uh, uh, for instance, green. You know, what's what's commonly associated with the color green from a symbolism standpoint?
1: Okay, sure. Long before green became the color totally thought to be associated with the environment, I mean, it already always has had a natural and environmental association. Sure. But uh, it's also associated with freshness and rebirth, youth youthfulness. Um, So there's some other associations that go beyond the environmental aspects that companies often will play up on. Um, For example, when, you know, H&R Block was looking at the new colors for their logo, one of the reasons they went with green, which at that time was outside of the realm of financial organizations, Mm -hmm. was because of that uh, health and, and uh, uh, sort of that health aspect or that young, youthful uh, uh, vibrancy aspect in that they were concerned with their clients' financial health, and they, they thought that that helped drive that point home.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually, um, they are in Kansas City, Missouri, where I'm uh, yes. located, and I actually know the the person that kind of headed up the branding agency, and, and uh, that discovery only cost them $50,000. <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> Please, so I, I, I charge less than that. I guess I guess I'm
0: underpriced. <laughs> so you know, as I heard you talking about green, I you know, I think about some of the other common colors, and th- we probably do derive a lot of our meaning uh, from nature, uh, don't we? I mean, green obviously sure. leaves and grass, uh, blue water, uh, red f- you know for blood or or the sun or or fire. I mean, it probably does uh, play into a great deal. So so let's throw red out there since I mentioned it. What what, what are commonly associated with red?
1: Two associations with red, and red is a a very interesting color when it comes to color associations because we have some very strong connections to red. There's certainly physical effects of red that are very profound, but also our associations, our two top associations are at opposite ends of the spectrum. The first being aggressiveness, rage, fast, speed, and the other end of the spectrum being love. So those two, you know, seemingly opposite uh, emotions have the common association of red. And that goes, that comes back to, um, well, I'll just give it to you in a little nutshell. It comes back to a lot having to do with the physical effects, because red physically can make our heartbeat a little faster Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and raise our respiration, maybe even make our palms sweaty, uh, you know, all these kinds of things and, and, and much more. But think about it so does rage. When we're angry, yeah. <laughs> we can feel our heart yeah. racing, you know, our palms might get sweaty, our blood pressure might go up. And when else does that happen? You know what? When we're in love, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden yeah. our heart starts to beat a little faster and we get you know, a little bit different emotions, but this has forever uh, grounded uh, the color red for most people into um, association with those two emotions because of, the natural physical effects of red being in total alignment with the actual effects of those two emotions.
0: Yeah, I mean you think even now, out in the world the little red sports car, you know, or the mm-hmm. you know, the red dress, you know, even I mean the the sort of the physiological, you know, association with those. So oh, yeah. uh, how about how about throw in one of uh one of my favorites and apparently I'm not alone, uh, blue.
1: Oh, blue, yes. Blue is by far America's favorite color. If you just ask people in general what their favorite color is, the majority of people would uh, give blue as an answer. It's uh, definitely a clear favorite among men. And blue has the association of being uh, true blue, tried and true, trustworthy. So um, it's often a color that has been in the past uh, chosen as a corporate color for large corporations like Big Blue IBM or financial institutions. In fact, it was the predominant color because of the trust and classic and uh, uh, appearance of blue for banks and those types of organizations for a long time. Now you'll see many branching out, but that was the traditional color for those types of organizations.
0: So let's talk maybe a little i mean we've we've kind of thrown out some of the common you know associations and so i'm assuming if i'm a designer and i'm doing something with a business and i want to send x message you know i'm gonna i'm gonna choose maybe from from a a palette of colors that i think really sends home that safe message you know or, or whatever it is or it seems like there's a little bit of a growing trend although i wouldn't say it's you know overwhelming choosing a color maybe that's not normally associated to with the idea that we're going to stand out and be different. You already used the H&R block example. I think that's probably a pretty good one. I mean, that's an example of a company in a way choosing a color that's not normally associated and 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 then having that be sort of the way to stand out. So, um talk a little bit about, you know, how uh how businesses could use this meaning symbolism that exists perhaps uh, to make color an important element uh, that people associate with their brand.
1: Okay, sure. And in fact, color is the most powerful nonverbal element that a business has available to visually um, and emotionally connect with their customers. And so I look at it, and I'll give you my five basic steps <laughs> to identifying the right sure. color for your business Perfect. in a nutshell. That's <laughs> the great. First thing I The first thing I recommend is that, Start by selecting a palette because it, you're right. It's rarely a single color. It is generally two colors, sometimes more. In my case, you know, my my logo is ten colors, but that's my business. For most right. companies, that's not right, a right. Um, an easy to to deal with uh, combination. It's not very, so, not very right.
0: practical either, right? Yeah, not
1: very practical. <laughs> not from an expense standpoint or anything right, else. Like right, I said, right, that right. happens to be my business, so that's, it's important for right. me. But most companies would choose two possibly three colors but let's just go with the with the two to keep it simple so select so a palette that's congruent with the underlying messages and emotions your business wants to convey so and one of those colors may be the dominant color for this reason and these are the one or two accents but especially with the dominant color it should clearly convey something that is congruent with your business philosophy or your business message or how you want to be seen by the by the public and As you mentioned earlier on SensationalColor.com, I give a lot of general information, but it it can also be helpful to, you know, get a quick uh, – have a quick conversation with somebody that has a clear understanding, but at least in general, if you start to work in that direction – find out the most basic meanings of, of the, the colors that you choose and, and make sure you're comfortable with what they're saying. The next thing, the second step is that, you know, if you, and as a lot of, I think your audience is, John, are small business owners and they're really the face of the business, believe it or not, I recommend that you select a color palette that reflects your professional personality. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, if it's your business, if you're the face of it, select something that, that really is true to you. As well as, as to the business, because in some ways you're almost one in the you know you're almost one in the same. So those are the first two things I suggest that business.
0: Well, and and I out. think that that's also a, a way for you to in a, in a sense kind of narrow your target market focus a little bit too, right? I mean, if you're an investment advisor, but you want to be the investment advisor that's known as fun and, and maybe edgy, you know that would that would be something that would be a color choice that would actually maybe not appeal to that conservative you know person that you're not trying to attract.
1: Absolutely, and those are those are things that the business owner can can uh, yeah. really give some thought to. Because um, as I go into, let's say the the uh, third uh, point that I usually tell businesses to mm-hmm. make is check to make sure that your dominant color and certainly your color combination, you know, isn't already something somebody else is using. You know, that it's not the colors that are quickly identified with your your competitors, unless you're trying to be the, the knockoff brand. I mean, use something that has some uniqueness to it. So look yeah. around in your industry who you are most, you know, if you're a local business or, or who the other competitors that you're going up against are, and don't, don't mimic that. That's not going to uh, do your brand any good. Look for something unique, even if you have a same or similar dominant color, just something unique with your accent colors or the way that you use it. And then the, the fourth thing is something that, uh, you know, often I think business owners uh, don't immediately think of, but confirm that the color combination works digitally or in a digital world. (laughs) Make sure that it doesn't just look good on those little swatches, that it just doesn't look good when they show it to you on a printed rendition, but that it actually is a great combination when you're viewing it on a screen or on a mobile device. And then last, and the one that I think people easily forget about is, okay, you've selected your colors. What do they look like in black and white? Mm, So if you don't have enough contrast between the two or the placement doesn't look right, have your designer, you know, show it to you. When when they're showing you the combinations, make sure that it's also going to work in black and white because there will be times as much as we think, you know, everything about our logo is color and design, color and design. There's going to be times when it's in black and white. And you want to make sure that you're still pleased um, with the look as, as it comes out in that you know in that case
0: so once you choose your colors okay and and uh, and you want to maybe you know a lot of people stop at the logo and they think well yeah that's our color but um, I mean what are some ways that you can actually uh, drive the color association home I mean where, what are some other ways you could use color that people just sometimes don't think to do This halftime break is brought to you by Constant Contact. Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits build great customer relationships with email marketing, event marketing, and online surveys. Visit them today at ConstantContact.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial.
1: Oh, I think there's so many ways that business owners can use color. And it's interesting because some of the people I've worked with have become so closely associated with their colors that one woman told me people came to an event, she yelled at her house, and they expected her front door to be red because that had become her signature collar. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and and then now she she said, I just have to go out. I I expect that. It's like people expect me to show up wearing collar. They don't expect to see me in black or white. They they want to see me in collar. But I think the way you do that is a, a number of things. I mean, right from little ways in your office, you can incorporate right. the color if you have an accent wall when you walk in your front door. Maybe paint paint your main color on that small space. Maybe you have your some accessories. Uh, you know something around your office that really reflects your brand colors, and it doesn't necessarily mean painting your entire interior in that color. But definitely pull it in to ground that not only in um, your customer's mind, but also your own and in, in your employees. If you have any employees, it's it's a good reminder. I use it and and recommend for clients that they use it even on whether it's stationary and, I mean, even personal things. Like if you're sending a gift, use your color as the tissue paper Mm -hmm. to your customers or send them something in your color, even if it's not a logo item. Send them uh, something they can use around the office. I know I think, uh, John, you mentioned to me you like orange. So if orange was, uh, you know, something that you could find a neat item in and you wanted to give that to your customers, even if it doesn't have your logo on it, it's going to, you know, be tied to you in that it's got your brand color.
0: Yeah, my um, most recent book is actually the cover is orange, right. and um, I do a lot of book signatures, and I've, you know, i got a case of, of orange Sharpies. Of course. I can't tell you how many, how many people comment on the fact that I'm signing the book in orange. I mean, it really does drive drive the thing home. Yeah. Um, there, there's another company I did some consulting work with recently called Exact Target. Uh, they're an email service provider, mm-hmm. and they have orange as kind of their secondary color, and I think they've done a really cool thing in trying to drive it home in, in that they use, when they talk about uh, employee training, when they talk about culture, you know, really anything to do with kind of customer service oriented, you know, to the, the culture of the business, they, they talk about it in terms of Think Orange. I mean, they actually use that as sort of their initiative. Um, and, and so then, of course, they drive it home with lots of color. But I, I think it's kind of a, a really neat way to drive it home inside the business internally.
1: Oh, I think so. I think so, too. And I think that's a fabulous example that uh, I wasn't yeah. aware that was the exact target. I know who they are, but I, I wasn't aware that they used yeah. that. I think that's a great example.
0: So what are some examples, good um, corporate examples? And I know unfortunately sometimes it's the really big names that pop to mind just because you know those are the ones we all are f- familiar with. but what are some, some good examples you like to cite as people that are using color effectively as, as really a part of their brand?
1: Oh, you know what, there's a lot of there's a number of companies that have used colors in some interesting way. I mean, I think one of the things that uh, Sony did a brilliant job with. Even though not so much from a, from even just their brand, but they're all their advertising, their commercials was all about color, about their color televisions and their you know their technology and, and that aspect. Mm-hmm. And they really is, I'm sure most of your audience has probably seen at least one, if not all, of those fabulous commercials they put up, whether it's paint shooting up or balls dropping or you know all, all the things that they did with color, which was just really interesting. The Gap's also done a great job of bringing you know their their corporate color is navy blue <laughs> right. you know navy blue and white so but what they do is they pull in you know color in a in a big way as far as going across the the board i think target's done a great job i mean well, it, right, when you see right, red right, and right. you see their their, uh, their their logo i mean you just you just think target and that's been over the entire history of their company i think they've continued to um, do a good job, and, and especially in the last ten years, they've done a fabulous job of putting that. <laughs> they do such a great job,
0: mind. not not just with the color, but with the style. Oh, of course, of, yeah. Of the color usage—I mean, you 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 begin to see a target ad, and you immediately know that's them. Um, yeah, they've they've done a great job. What are a couple examples? Oh, I'll, I'll I'll throw out one of my favorites, just because it's here locally too. You know, when firms merge. And uh, firm A gets to keep the name, and firm B gets to keep the color. Okay. And sometimes that makes a mess of things. I, I happen to think what Sprint did with Nextel is is doesn't work for me. The the yellow for you know for their company, but I but that Nextel was yellow's yellow was Nextel's company and or uh, color, and uh, and they kept the name of the company Sprint, and so it, it felt like you know, they put together this sort of dinosaur thing. But, um, you know, what are what are some thoughts on that?
1: Well, that's been interesting you bring that one up. I would have mentioned that just because I know it's in your hometown. But um, <laughs> uh, Yellow, for as far as for a um, telephone service provider, a wireless provider, Yellow was not in the space, really. I mean, it was not dominant yeah, in the space. Yeah. It wasn't so recognized, even though, it, you know, it was out there. It wasn't really recognized the way – the, um, singular orange was, or the T-Mobile fuchsia. So what I, I, you know, from what I read and and what I understand, Sprint decided that they wanted to really own yellow as, as their color is, you know, sort of fresh, sunny, it's bright. It's, you know, eye catching, all these reasons, you know, red was taken blue fuchsia. could, could go down the line. Um, I don't know. I as I as I think I said in one of my articles I wrote about it, uh, only time and millions of marketing dollars will tell. <laughs> I- well, and you know,
0: that's that's a great I mean that's a great point when you get to really large firms, you know, is it uh you know, do we remember the color, you know, because you know, it was a good color or in spite of the fact uh, that that they had spent so much money driving the brand home because it seems like sort of the the Nirvana uh, of branding and coloring is when you can get to the point where so, your brand is so important, uh, the absence of color becomes <laughs> what you associate with it, like an Apple or a Nike.
1: Right, yeah. Well, I think, I think Apple was very innovative in, in the way that they went about that when they, if, as I used to say, <laughs> no, believe it or not, Apple does not own the color white. <laughs> Contrary to what many right. people think, they, they don't, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah.
0: Well, they, and do you remember, I mean, I don't know if you remember their logos from the 70s, but you remember they had the original sort of rainbow. Yep, they,
1: right. went, they yeah. went exactly so. in, the, in, in the opposite. And in fact, color, again, if you go back that far, them putting color into uh, their desktop uh, PCs is really what oh, they right. and uh, you know many others credit with Apple staying in business. Is that they got very yeah, innovative yeah. and and used color and um, uh, you know so I think they they have always been a bit ahead and when they decided yeah. to go with no color that was uh, pretty full you know that was a, a forward moving thing to do and recognize their thinking and, and innovation personally um, I'm a big Apple fan so I I really like yeah, what that. they do I like their simplicity it it matches my um, my perception of me and my brand. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I, I like that even though it is a, is a lack of color. But I think you're right. Now, it, back to your phone example, though, and the, and the colors, my comment on the AT&T singular merger was they went the wrong way by keeping blue. They should have kept the orange. So I, mm-hmm. I think it was mm-hmm. much more useful, more recognized, more thought of in what would have been a better target audience. I mean, for lots of reasons. You know, they made a choice going in sort of the opposite direction of what sprinted, and for them, I think it was not the right choice. I think they would have been better going in another direction.
0: So let's finish up on, I don't don't know if this is going to be a tough place to finish (laughs) on, but, you know, we talked about the singular use of colors, uh, but the, the... the or the meaning of color in many cases uh, changes uh, in combination. So obviously, I say this is a tough place to end up because we could have we could talk about a thousand combinations. But for example, red, which has passion, when put with blue, uh, all of a sudden uh, becomes a little mellower, doesn't it?
1: Well, it can. It can, and I think you're making a great point, John, because you should take into consideration any colors that are in your logo, but definitely the predominant color. So if you are um, main message, you know, let's say your your main message, you want to communicate a couple of different things, which is the if you were to say your single most important message in your brand, if it's uh, just to make it simple, trustworthiness, we've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. blue can be mm-hmm. a great choice. But if you also want to communicate something about um, uh, you know being innovative, maybe you pull in the in the orange, and in fact, you know orange and blue being a complementary, Color scheme often works, you know, quite nicely to, to grab attention. So you could say, well, I'm, I'm trustworthy, but I also have a touch of innovation. And you know, maybe that's in, even in the use of it. It's not the the team color, blue and orange. You know, not that combination. But maybe it's just touches of orange because it's just that yeah. counterpoint or something that's really attention-getting. Um, but you're you're right. The thing to think about is look at the meaning and the messages that both colors carry. And then think about your own associations. You know, red and green, beautiful complementary scheme. But most people think of two things when they see red, and, red, red, white, and green. The first being Christmas, and the second being things that are Italian. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: you okay. know. I was I was having trouble thinking of what the second oh, one was. No, Obviously, you know, if you Christmas, see it on the but, yeah, right you
1: yeah, go, okay, that's it's right, what you know. Right, it's usually right. thought to be somehow associated with one of those yeah. one of those two things pretty pretty readily. So, just yeah. look it's at the St. Joseph table. I'm sorry.
0: At The Saint Joseph table. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you know, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to, um, you know. First of all, just get your own personal reaction and, and say, what does that, do? what does that remind me of? If something, and, and and make sure they're positive because even outside of the the general meanings of color, as you mentioned yourself, color combinations, uh, we have some pretty strong associations with through our own cultural associations of who, who's use those combinations and how those combinations have been used in the past. So it's um, always good to check in on not just the colors themselves, but how the two colors work together from a visual point and then how they play together from an emotional and psychological and, and that context as well.
0: So if uh, listeners wanted to find out more about, you know, how they could sort of tap this strategic use of color, what what are some good places you send people uh, for resources for such? Obviously, sensationalcolor.com, your site, which we mentioned, would be one, but are are there some others?
1: uh, I I certainly have a, a fair amount of information there. I think I still, you know, there's a special report somebody could download about some of the things we've talked about today. And uh, places like, you know, Color Lovers does a great job of showing combinations and has mm-hmm. a fun, fun blog. There's um, not, uh, there's a few, um, you know, other like me, other independent people that have um, color information, but there's really not generally just one, um, one site where you can go and say, Oh, here, it here, it all is. Here's everything I need as a business owner to, uh, to understand about color. And that's why it's, often good just to get somebody like myself or a a person like me to give you a quick opinion about, hey, you know what, this is, you know, something I know uh, like the back of my hand and maybe I could see things or see problems or or look at it in a way that you might not. So that's always a a good resource, especially when you're going to put thousands of dollars into brand identity office, you know, the way you're going to use it, as a small investment in, in getting a, somebody that knows to take a look at it might be a, a good way to go. And, as I, as, yeah, you know, great,
0: great advice. not just to plug
1: myself, but, but, but you know, no, that, no, that, no, that, no. Kind of, that kind of a thing, yeah. because it is, it is a complex field and it's not just, it's, it's, it's why I remain endlessly fascinated with the subject because there's so much to know that I don't feel I'll ever stop, stop learning or, yeah. um, you know, delving into the subject matter.
0: Well, my advice would be, of course, don't come to Kate unless you know the message you're trying to send and who your target market is and what your strategy is, too, though. I mean, that's a, that's a mistake I think a lot of people make when they go to a designer. They, they I want a new logo. Uh, but uh, you, the more information you can give that person, that consultant, that designer, uh, the better job they're going to do in getting the, the the result that you need from that piece as opposed to just something that looks good. So, uh, Kate, thanks so much for joining me, and I uh, urge folks to check out sensationalcolor.com and uh, take this this whole idea of, of color as a strategy to new heights.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network.